0: Hey, all you beautiful souls, and welcome to the Eat, Pray, Slate podcast. My name is Shalane Carter. I'm your host. I'm also a personal trainer, yoga teacher, meditation guide, and spiritual leader. This podcast is the perfect convergence of all things health, wellness, yoga, and spirituality, and really learning to break through limitations and open yourself and your spirit up to receiving all the abundance the universe has to offer. Each week, along with myself and many other awesome guests, you'll begin to expand your knowledge and insight on how to level up and step into your highest self. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, my friends, what is up? Okay, so today we are going to talk about karma. It's karma, no, we're not going to say that. We're not. Karma is not a bitch. We are not going to say that. Well, part of part of this is as I'm. So, if you're not, if you haven't been following me for a while, and this is kind of a new development in my life, I am um, going back to school, or I'm in school currently, to get my PhD in natural medicine the school that I'm going to, um, all of their ideology is based in quantum physics and energy medicine and it is literally right up my alley. Um, I did not know a school like this existed. I and mean, it's mind-blowing the way that my mind is starting to like work and put things together and uh, it's just so good. So anyways, that being said, um, I had this like aha moment about karma and this download that I was like, I need to share with you guys. So the, the way that karma works. So if you are not familiar with karma, um, which I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you for sure are, but we're going to cover our bases. So karma says essentially when you, you think about it is the, the actions that you've taken, all of their repercussions, pretty simple, right? When you think about it in that general sense, but when you look at it as the evolution of your spirit, your soul, your electromagnetic field, your consciousness, there is something very, very interesting. And I talk a lot, I I talk about this a lot with clients um, because we oftentimes, a lot of people come to me to do healing work and there's always, always an element of parents and what happened in your childhood and things like that, which, of course, they are the first people who ever conditioned you. They are the first people to ever impress upon you and imprint ideas, belief systems, all of those things. Do you think that those particular things are by chance? What's interesting is when you, um, I was, I was having this moment that we were talking, I can't remember what we were talking about in class, but um, basically the the evolution of your electromagnetic field and vibrations and things like that that you hold onto and what that looks like in your physical body, um, how that affects certain organs. And we were talking about uh, people that, you hear all these stories, right? I feel like you see it a lot. It's really common, especially if they do a documentary on you know, a basketball player or something like that and they talk about the, the hard life that kind of they had growing up and the people that believed in them and gave them a chance and things like that. Do you think they would have gotten those same chances if they were born into a very wealthy family? Okay. If they were born into a, a really dogmatic religion if they had really emotionally stable parents, if they didn't have to learn to be creative and um, kind of this ingenuity that that has a tendency to happen when you have no other choice. Do you think that that would have happened? They would have had the same exposure, the same experiences, the same um, opportunities. No. Here's the thing. With karma is... Your spirit, your, your soul, the, your consciousness that travels from incarnation to incarnation, it takes basically all of this knowledge. And, and this is kind of being proven more and more with epigenetics and other, other studies is that there have been, oh, what is the book? Um, I want to say, oh, I'm going to try and remember it for you real quick. Um, but there's this book where children... Are saying crazy things, right? And they're like, oh, I, I um I feel like I'm drowning, or I'm feel I am f- feel always feel like, <clears throat> you know, this or that. And they're like, I feel like somebody is always stabbing me. I feel like somebody's always hurting me. Right? Like, they have these really random recollections and they're like four or five years old, right? Really not old enough. are they're they're from homes that their parents are clearly aware. Because these kids are telling them, "Hey, this is what's going on." So communication is there. It's not that they're, you know, being left by themselves to just, you know, watch really abusive TV shows, and that's where it's coming from. It's not coming from imagination. At this point, the exposure is not there for that. And they're telling their parents, "This is how I feel. This is what." It. So the the book is called "Children Who Remember Previous Lives" by even uh, uh, Ian Stevenson. Um, and it, it talks about, there was actually somebody, I don't know if it's in this book or it might be in another one, where there has actually been a boy, um, and this is there's been several accounts of this, where they remember really specific things. They remember locations, they remember things like that. So this boy remembered his being killed by somebody. They took the boy back to the city that he remembered. He's like, this is it, My dude, very, very young. Um, I say, I think no more than like eight years old. And, um, and then he was describing, so they went around to the people and he was describing the person and they're like, Oh yeah, the guy was still alive. The guy was still alive. They then found the guy, you know, told him what, anyway, the guy ends up confessing and getting convicted for this crime that was committed to this boy in a previous life. How fucking wild, first of all. And so there have been many, many, many accounts of that. The thing is, it's still really raw for children. That's why they have some of these weird, not weird memories, but you're like, well, that doesn't sound right. Um, and I noticed it, you know, when my kids were little, um, I remember my mom making mention of, of all of us kind of having some of these weird things that she was like, mm, clearly, I don't know where to, that was not from this life. There's no way you would have you know, just made, like, there's no way when you think about some of the things these children say, there's no way they could just conjure this up out of nowhere. And so what happens is what we experience in one life, we take with us to the next life. So you often choose a life where you're like, if you experienced um, a lot of pain and suffering, and you felt like you could not forgive somebody in a past life, right? They just hurt you too bad. It left you really resentful. And maybe you died and you held on to a lot of this resentment. Okay. Your heart chakra was really imbalanced. And you're like, I want to learn to forgive. How do you learn to forgive? Somebody has to fuck you over. (laughs) Somebody has to make you mad enough to feel so angry that you need to learn forgiveness. So a lot of times these really the, when we look at people that have had these really incredible lives of, I cannot believe you, you witnessed those things. I cannot believe you made it through those things, stuff like that. A lot of times what I find people have who have had very traumatic childhood is because they really needed, they're like, okay, I needed to learn something. I wanted to experience something. So then what happens is in every single incarnation that you have, you have agency, you have the choice. So if you're experiencing things now that you recognize you do not feel good, right? Maybe you've lied, you've cheated, you've stolen, you've embezzled money, you've cheated on a spouse, you are currently cheating, you are doing things that you know don't feel right for you, right? Those are just some really like large examples, but it can be anything. Like you're like, I recognize like I'm not taking care of my body. Like I feel inside, like my physical body feels like, I feel like garbage on the inside and I know I should do better. Well, I wonder if in a past life, right, something happened and maybe your your health had been taken away from you. Maybe you were diseased. So here in this incarnation, incarnation, you were given a healthy body that you needed to learn to be able to maintain it and to take care of it. So when I look at people who have had, these extreme like come ups, right? They've, they've started from a very traumatic experience and stuff like that. It's because they oftentimes needed to learn those lessons that only that type of experience could give them. Only learning in order to be you know, innovative and creative in how they, they got places or how they talked to people or how they, um, how they interacted with others. Could they learn some of the skills that they needed to be here? you know, to be at, at this level or this position or, or do these things. And so when we look at it that way, and we're like, okay, you come to this life to already resolve karma. So that's why I never say, you know, karma a, karma's a bitch, because she's not. Karma is simply you. Karma is the opportunity for learning. Karma is the opportunity for evolution. And um, and really, the, there is no skipping out on resolving your karma on the road to this evolution, on the, the road to experience your true fullest potential. It is inevitable for you to transform. The thing is, if you don't learn from it, say there's a lesson that keeps showing up. Like for me, it was, okay, I'm always picking emotionally unavailable men. Okay, in, in the many different spectrums, but they were always emotionally unavailable. Um, I mean, I've had others, but, but let, let's start with that big one, which if you've ever listened to the Eat, Pray, Slate podcast, you can always go back and listen. Um, I talked all about it in the first few, few episodes. It really gets in there and gets juicy. So go ahead and have a listen if you have not already. Um, but what happens is you're like, okay, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to pick this emotionally unavailable man. I'm going to pick a different one. I'm going to pick a different one. Clearly a pattern, clearly a theme. Okay. And so you start to notice, okay, these are some of the patterns. These are some, some of the habits that are starting to show up now. Now what do I do now? I'm going to go through and I'm going to look at it and be like, okay, where, where are the choices that I'm making? I'm choosing emotionally unavailable men. Now people will be like, well, you know, disease, sickness, things like that. That also starts in your morphogenetic field. Your electromagnetic field, that the field, that your aura, your, all of your energy that is you, that's where it starts. So some part of you, some part of you, and I know people do not like to hear this, because there are things that just happen. There are things that just, you're like, I don't know where this came from. But if you actually look back, You're like, oh, okay. And I would say everybody that there's a reason why there are a lot of um, different diseases and stuff like that have a personality essentially is what they're starting to, to kind of coin the term is that a lot of the people who have, you know, cancer of this or cancer of that have a lot of similar personality traits, which means there's a lot of belief systems and a lot of specific energetic exchanges that are happening that are perpetuating this imbalance, which then leads to the cells not being able, because if you think about it, your your vital body, which is where energy flows. When we talk in in Chinese medicine, this is like the meridians, uh, the kunas. If you're in Ayurvedic medicine, this is the the chakras and the the nadi system. Um, But this is the energetic pathway that everything flows. It's kind of like a, um, a blueprint, essentially, of, of how things are supposed to be formulated for your body. And when your body and your electromagnetic field, your, your energy is imbalanced, it is not the right blueprint anymore to create healthy cells. The signals that it's sending are not the ones not the same ones as a healthy signal and it comes from somewhere it comes from com, comes from the the vital body which feeds the physical body, which is fed by the mental body, which is f- uh, Filled by the collective consciousness and, and um, so on. So it goes further back. And so when you're like, okay, I'm experiencing these things. I'm ex- experiencing this disease. I'm experiencing this chronic pain, I'm experiencing this ailment, I'm experiencing this, this relationship struggle, this whatever, and you go back and you start to look at some of the behaviors that really help uphold that. Well, I was also emotionally unavailable. I felt unsafe to express my emotions. I felt unsafe to be seen and be accepted for who I was. I felt like I always had to get, get to, to keep it together. And I always had to organize everything. And, and I had a lot on my plate and was kind of inflexible. And so of course I attracted people who were also inflexible that wanted me to come to them because that was the frequency that I was at. And so when I began to shift that frequency, the people that showed up in my life changed and now I'm engaged in, and, um, he's absolutely wonderful. So, and literally exactly what I was trying to manifest. So there's that too. Um, but you, you just can't escape karma. And the beautiful thing is if you don't choose to see it, like I didn't choose to see it for many years. I spent an entire decade closing my eyes to the healing work that I needed to do. The conditioning that I had from my upbringing, from my past karma And once I began to have the awareness that this is what was going on and this is how it was impacting my physical choices, then I could utilize the power of my agency to be able to make different choices and be able to release and process that karma. It's no longer mine to hold on to, right? The the problem is when you make one small choice and that choice begins by just, the, just something small. But then you're like, oh, okay, that, that felt okay. So even though it felt out of alignment for you, there was no real bad repercussions. Then you're like, okay, so then you do it again. And then it becomes kind of this habit and pattern and behavior. So then it's a little bit more solidified, a little harder to work through. So the things that are harder to work through have usually been there longer. Then you have the, the kind of third layer of it is it literally becomes, um, kind of a a part of something that you're going to manifest in the next life that you have ingrained it so far into your it's no longer just a habit it is the way that you live it is the way that you live it is the way you interact with yourself with others and now it begins to manifest some of the the karmic choices for that and those can be initially good right? Initially, it can be like, okay, well, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna make it easy. I don't want to be difficult. So I don't want to say anything. I'm not going to voice my opinion. And then it becomes where you feel like, okay, people are kind of, I'm always giving. I'm always the person to be the ride. I'm always the person to pick up the check. I'm always the person to, you know, volunteer, but I don't say anything. So now this is kind of becoming a habit, right? People are constantly like, oh, she'll do it. She'll do it. She'll do it. And then what happens is then it starts to manifest as things that have uh, ailments that have to do with the heart chakra. You are overgiving, so a lot of times this is you know breast cancer. This is different things that have to do with the heart. A lot of rounding of the shoulders, chronic shoulder pain, things like that. And that's really when you're like, okay, it literally just becomes the way that you live. And so think about that. All of those little choices lead up to that, right? And it feels really solidified. And so in the next life, right, in the, in the next incarnation, so say it did manifest as breast cancer and um, it ended up taking your life, God forbid. But let's say you're like, I just don't understand um, and stuff like that. So here you have breast cancer. What do you think happens when you have an ailment, something like that? All of a sudden, there's lots of caretakers. You can't do as much. You need to accept help. So all of these other times when you were very much overgiving you are now forced, forced to take the help. Well, that could start to offset some things, right? You could choose to accept that help. You choose not to accept that help. What do you think happens? Continues to hold on to you. Literally becomes, again, part of your your consciousness, part of your spirit. Energetically, okay, next incarnation, like, okay, I need to learn to ask for help. I need to learn to ask for help. So in the next incarnation, you may be born into a life where you're like, okay, my, um, my mom and my dad are very, very absent. I'm going hungry, blah, blah, blah. I need, I need to learn to ask for help from the school because I don't have any food. Okay. I need to learn to ask for help from my friends to get around. I need to learn to be self-reliant, but also be able to, to receive compliments, to receive help, to receive guidance right? So I'm not so reactive. So I don't overgive. So it, it's interesting how karma works because karma and agency go hand in hand. You, but you cannot evolve your soul. You cannot evolve in consciousness and not resolve karma. They go hand in hand. So I would start to look at some of the themes that are, are maybe in your life, some of the consistent struggles. And that's really how I started my healing journey and how uh, when a lot of people start to see me, where they're at is they're becoming aware that something is off something has a problem and i don't know how to fix it i recognize it's not a lot of times it's again it's not something like um you know cancer or something like that and they're like no i need energy healing no a lot of times it's starts smaller a lot of times it can be i've had people that that do have um diseases and physical ailments but they're like okay I, i need something else Because they recognize that they don't, they're not experiencing their full potential. They don't feel like they have this vitality and this zest for life. And they're like, well, how how do I tap back into that? One of the ways is resolving your karma, choosing differently. It's one of the most powerful things in the evolution of your soul. And it's debatable of how many souls uh, experiences you have, how many incarnations you have to enlightenment some people say eight, some people say 800, um, it, it varies. Um, but what is, is I know to be true, because I've done not only lots of healing work, but also I've done past life regressions, things like that, that, that the what we carry with us and sometimes some of the things that we can't explain have a reason. And so if you looked at everything as a lesson, what will it teach you? And this is a lot of my prompts in, in all of my podcasts, in all of my videos, things like that, is to get curious as to what, if you looked at everything as a lesson, what could it be teaching you? And looking at it as an opportunity, as a chance. Looking at, at things that happen, you're like, okay, maybe they they're you're having a little bit of a rough spell. That That truly can be like, okay, how do I, what do I need to learn? Do I need to stick up for myself? Do I need to learn to ask for what I need? Maybe you feel like you're, you know, at work, you're like, I have been working my ass off and I haven't got promoted. I don't understand. Well, have you asked? Maybe this is your lesson that you need to speak up and ask for what you need. So start to look at all of the things that happen into your life. This is where it does require some silence, some stillness, some slowing down so you can actually get curious and be able to listen, be able to receive the information of what do you need for your highest evolution? What do you need? If you love this, please, please, please take a screenshot of you listening, share it, share it with your friends. The more people that we can help heal, the more people that can resolve a lot of the the stuck issues, their karma, their trauma, all of those things will really help all of us evolve as, as a species. It will help us heal each other. We really do heal in community. So being able to share that with other people, being able to share your transformation allows your light to shine, allows you to be this beacon for somebody else to see that it's possible for them too you'll live a life that is wildly beyond your man- imagination. I've literally have manifested everything that I I truly, when I really put my mind to it, when I've gotten clear about what I wanted and when I've worked through the trauma, the limiting beliefs, the, the conditioning that has held me back from having it, I've been able to manifest it. You can do those things too. So if you love this, please share it. Um, it does not huge, huge, again, huge deal for somebody else in their life. You never know who needs to hear this message. So I love you all. Cheers.